Oh, what does he say? What does he say? I am never going to financially recover from this. This is the way of the door. Welcome, everybody, to episode 45 of the Four Dorksman podcast. I'm Nate, a.k.a. Angry Nate. Dunder Mifflin, this is Joey. I'm Collector Clint. I tell you what. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined this week uh, by very special guest, our good friend, Austin. I'll give him a chance to introduce himself, Austin. Uh, hey, guys. My name is Austin. I'm known as the Funko Hunko on Instagram. And... Austin underscore underscore Keel on Twitter. Yeah. Double underscores. Double, double underscore. Because he's first, double awesome. Double right. awesome. I think it's just because the Twitter account when I was younger was one underscore and I didn't want to look at the <laughs> tweets from that. So <laughs> Growth. It's all about growth, right? Especially right. You're social media. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we get too far into this, um, just want to say a couple things. I know that... The world right now is a little bit crazy. Um, there's a lot of things happening that um, are very scary, and there's just kind of a lot of craziness happening. Uh, we hope that what we provide here is just something that you guys can just relax and listen to and enjoy without um, kind of taking a break from um, from the craziness happening in the world. Um, you know, we don't want to make this super political because this is not what we're about. Um, we just know that you know there's right and wrong, and hopefully you listening out there can decide for yourself what's right and wrong and um you know make your decisions and and be safe and that's really all i want to talk to you guys about that because i don't need to make this into a big political rant about anything because nobody listens to us for that be safe and Um, wash your damn hands there you go and wash your damn hands don't forget to wash your hands and just be kind (laughs) to everyone that's that's the central rule well i mean Do unto others as you would want done unto you. Yes. Couldn't have said it better. By, before we go too much further, can we praise Austin for a minute? Yes. I mean, we got that praise, out of the way, but we got to praise, praise him. Um, oh, God. I don't know if you guys have seen Austin's artwork, but it's it's great. And I no, well, actually, I know you all have seen Austin's artwork because all four of our avatar heads were his creation. He also does a lot of cool stuff, uh, a lot of Funko-inspired drawings. His sodas are a lot of fun to see. So uh, you keep doing that, sir. We enjoy that. And uh, yeah, kudos, sir. You're You're... One, you're a young kid who's doing some great art, so please keep it up. Uh, I appreciate you guys for giving me the opportunity to do that for y'all. Uh, it's certainly been a experience this past year just seeing how uh, my art has grown and definitely interacting with y'all and how many people it has put me in contact with and let me become yeah. friends with. So, yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Keep it up for our you pleasure. Know, I, I just want to <laughs> yeah. say, you know, we've we've known each other probably going into a year at this point because it was kind of the fun days last year that brought a bunch mm-hmm. of us together, not just, you know, Austin. But just seeing the improvement that you've just made in your artwork, you know, seeing it from when you first, you know, were kind of, you know, getting uh, acclimated to the group and we were all just kind of checking each other's, you know, Instagrams and all that kind of stuff out and, you know, seeing your artwork and seeing how far you've come now, you know, to some of that stuff that you've you know been doing especially my, my favorite stuff that you do is the freddy uh take on the freddy funkos that you would get at fun days where it's you know freddy as dwight for instance i think is excellent and then it was mm-hmm. uh freddy is the creature from the black lagoon i want to say you did mm-hmm. is yeah, that correct too, did yeah. you do? oh yes just excellent work you've you've come a long way and and you've got a long way 
long way to go to just be an artist. You know, if that's not something you want to do for the rest of your life, you know, I understand that. But, you know, it's definitely you definitely got the talent, sir. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, no, we, we had to we had to make sure to say that because uh, yeah, we don't just tell we don't just shout out any artist i mean have you seen me draw <laughs> so yeah we don't yeah, want you we don't want to see you draw it's like you're singing yeah yeah exactly sing clint so please it's almost as bad as ryan's jokes so hey, hey, hey. you know Ooh. no jokes so, for ryan no singing from clint. you know michi's not here only, right now you don't have to side with her all the time even though she's like yeah you're not funny with like my ears that's who i'm signing with because i don't want to hear it before I'm just kidding. We, I love you, Ryan. Tell yeah. us your your lame tell jokes. Us, tell us a joke. Them. Come on, Ryan. You really want to right tell us a joke? Well, okay, I was gonna on, try to BDJ. save this one for the fun cast, but since you're putting me on the spot, this is the only one I can think of. What did do? What did Fifty Cent do when he was hungry? I don't know. What did Fifty Cent do when he was hungry? Fifty eight, as in five eight. Yeah. No. no, don't explain it. Oh, you gotta, you gotta wait for us to process it. it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Hey, well, you so, um, jokes come with That's an the instruction manual. <laughs> the breakdown of how it happened. So, so, that uh, is the way quick. my hamster wheel mind works, Clint. You know that. I'm overly hamster technical and analytical. Mind. So have at it. Oh, my gosh. Hey, so before we get any further, I want to make sure to shout out um, Andrew Newbeardland for our bingo card at, uh, of course, dorksmanbingo.com. He was on last week. We loved it. Well, we will be announcing a winner soon. Um, probably by the time you hear this, we already announced it. But uh, we're going to take it one step further. And I want to go ahead and shout that out if you guys are cool with that. And uh, as you know, we're for episode 45. We're getting to episode 50. And we want to do some cool stuff with that. So... We are going to have another bingo card contest, but this time you decide on the bingo squares. Here's how it works. Go to, and I got to make up the website here, podcastbingo.com slash dorksman50, which is Andrew's site. There is a blank bingo card there. Feel free to print it out, take a screenshot, whatever. Fill it out with whatever bingo squares you think we would want. Now, these can be things you want us to say, things we have said, things that are already a bingo square, whatever you think would be the ideal bingo square would be, Okay. Y'all, are, are, are the dorksmen in Austin you with me so far? I am right here. You're not All singing right. it, so I'm listening. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> well, no, I'm kidding. Just, no. just keep no. explaining, Clint. Just, just I'm going to mute you, Clint. Clint. There you go. I'm going to so mute from you. There, Clint, explain it. I can't explain it, Jesus. Anyway, from there, uh, what you guys are going to do is you're going to send it to us at dorksmen at gmail.com, our email. We're going to integrate that. You have to send it to us before episode 50 starts, okay? Once you do that... Feel free to use it when we do episode 50, posting it on Instagram, Twitter, et cetera. And we will be happy to share all of that everywhere we go. Um, we the, the winners, we will have winners. We'll have, I think we're looking at three contest winners, uh, just kind of randomly picked. But we'll definitely be sharing some of our best ones. Prizes to be announced. We have, we have ideas. We just haven't had it done yet. So we really hope you guys will participate because we really want to make uh, the celebration of 50 episodes fun for you and for us. So... Uh, more details on that are obviously going to be shared online, but we really hope you guys will participate. And that actually includes all of us. I'd like to see what we come up with for Bingo Squares. <laughs> I really think one of the prizes should be you doing a singing telegram now that we've God. talked about it. <laughs> there we go. Austin, <laughs> so that'll be why would you subject the three of us to that pain? <laughs> if somebody, somebody emails us the card after the 50th episode, that's what they're going to win. Here's what's oh, going to happen. Whoever does not participate in the contest, Clint will sing for you. That's how that's going to work. That's how it's going to work. So you and Ryan's going to tell you a joke. 
Ooh. Anyway, we'll be sharing that more and more. Wow. But we really hope you guys participate because Andrew's done a lot of good stuff with that. Shout out to Larry from the SDS guys for the direct to our bingo card, which you should be doing right now, dorksmanbingo.com. And we really hope you guys enjoy this as I know we will enjoy whatever you come up with. It's going to be a lot of fun. But since we're plugging stuff, Austin, I know your commissions are open and I know you've, you're working on stuff like that right now. So why don't you give yourself a quick plug while we have a moment here plugging all this stuff after we hear Clint talk. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, just email me at austinkeel11 at gmail.com or DM me. Feel free uh, when it comes to my Twitter or my Instagram. Just reach out, uh, look at my work on there. And uh, I also want to give a shout out to Clint's mom on this uh, podcast <laughs> just because I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> my mom appreciates oh, that. that I, had to, I had to use that spotlight for something. So, Oh, man. That was perfect. Dingo <laughs> Square, FYI, guys. Wow. Just look it up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, while we're on the, while we're on the subject of forcing things, <laughs> no, uh, don't do it. Oh, do you have hemorrhoids again? Yes, I do. Don't do it. Anyway, <laughs> we should, we should, we're like ten yeah. minutes in and haven't talked yeah, about it. Yeah, like hot dog. So let me quickly just. Uh, I didn't say the typical <laughs> one. I haven't said hot dog Can in a while. Brian mute himself. That's you, true. You forget. You I, I am the controller of this <laughs> ship, so I no, I'm not going to. I don't know if myself. he did. I, one of us did, though. Anyway. Yeah, one, I think it was me. Anyways, um, quick housekeeping things: the underscore dorksman, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, make sure you're following us. Uh, comment on SoundCloud. We like to respond on SoundCloud. Uh, you can always email us at dorksman at gmail.com. So for the first time ever, we'll probably be looking at the email during the contest uh, leading up to episode fifty. Um, so yeah, make sure you use that email and follow Clint's instructions. Uh, if you don't want him to sing and if you don't want Ryan to, to tell a bad joke, make sure you do that. I got more um, than one joke. So keep him coming. <laughs> please, please. No. Uh, anyways, for the rest of us, please. Yeah. Do it. Do it for the, do it for this dude, for Joey and myself. These, these yes. other two. Yeah. And the rest of humanity and the rest of humanity. I'll think of the guest today too, guys. Come on. Yeah. Screw yeah. <laughs> you guys. I'll do Austin, it for Austin. Part of the rest of humanity. Well, I'll do it for Austin. Austin. That's all that needs us? to be said. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's getting off social until Christmas. Look what you did. This is what he's right. doing now because of this. He's gone. Yeah. We don't want that. Austin. Um, no. So let's, let's, let's keep this thing moving here. Um, so we've got some acid dorksman questions this week. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. We love seeing all your questions. Um, so let's, let's do, we'll, we'll do the, we'll do Manny's first today. So shout out to Manny night bodega. Thank you for the question. His question is, how did you all learn to drive? Was it auto or standard? Uh, what made you nervous when you first started driving? So we'll start with, uh, probably Joey cause he's the oldest. So he's probably <laughs> with the, with the Flintstone, Flintstone yes. dragging yes. feet. In the Come on. Stone cars. Cars. Hey, the haircut, haircut. Well, the first the thing haircut. I had to learn how to do was crank up. At the front of the car. (laughs) Jeez Louise. No, um, I actually, the most, you know, if we're talking about like prior to driver's ed, which was a requirement for I'm sure all of us to get our licenses, unless we waited till we were like 18 or like you're Clint, you're still driving illegally. Um, (laughs) So before driver's ed, I learned uh, my dad had a friend that had a, a farm out in uh, Mississippi. And so whenever we went out there, um, my dad would teach me a few things about stuff. And then he would basically just toss me the keys and just let me drive around the property where you probably couldn't hurt anything unless you ran into a cow or something crazy like that. And it was on a automatic. I've tried to drive a standard before and I could probably 
grind my way through to, you know, drive a couple of blocks in it. But I, I just could never, I guess I'm just too uncoordinated to get the, the clutch, gas, brake, shift, uh, all of it working together in sync. So I, I'm glad I didn't have to learn to drive on a standard. That, that's how my wife learned how to drive on a standard tractor. Wow. I believe is how the story goes. Yes. That's a country song, I believe, right? I think so. I think it's a Toby <laughs> Keith song. Right. <laughs> I need to do some alcohol. Learn to drive yeah. on a standard tractor. And a yeah, red Dixie cup. Okay, we have a... There you go. So we're going to so add Joey, Joey not sing, singing. I yeah. <laughs> I'm singing you bad on purpose. Anyway, I, I'll answer next. I don't have a great, interesting story. Um, I did. I learned to drive on an automatic, though... Um, in college, I had a standard the whole time, so I can drive a standard. Uh, I remember my first time driving standard was my brother's old beat-up truck. It didn't go well. I'm pretty sure I gave a friend of mine a concussion who was sitting in the truck, in the bed of the truck, because I was so bouncy, exactly as Ryan's demonstrating, up and down, up and down, hitting our head. Um, uh, but I, I learned uh, I learned it in, in my hometown, which uh, I didn't learn in an open field, which was an awesome, or parking lot even. I just drove on the streets. Uh, <laughs> stupid story. I don't know if you guys remember this. Um, Tom Arnold was in a movie called, I, I think, The Stupids or something like that. I don't know if you remember this. It was about this family that just was complete idiots. And um, it's supposed to be comedy. I don't even remember. It was funny. But anyway, I just saw it. Well, we went driving after that, and a motorcycle drives up. And in the scene, the dri- motorcycle puts a bomb on the car. So I made a joke that, oh, no, there's a motorcycle behind us. And you know, everyone I watched the movie with, which was my mom and my brother, didn't get it. So I still get razzed to this day that I'm worried about motorcycles driving next to me, which is not at all true. <laughs> but it was because of that joke, that scene. I was like, oh, no. And then no. But yeah, it went over everybody's head. So I'm not really afraid of motorcycles. Um, I mean, if you are, be careful. Don't drive in the middle yeah, of lanes. You really yeah. do some stupid stuff. But uh, I learned to drive on an automatic, but can drive a standard. And it scares the hell out of me to be on a hill on a standard. Still to this mm. day. Sounds about right. Yep. How about you, Ryan? Um, I'm going to start with the scary part first. And I'll explain why in just a sec. I've told you folks many a time that my mom is fairly neurotic. Like she's the Scrabble Nazi and all these kinds of things, right? So my <laughs> Scrabble Nazi. <laughs> she is. My mom is the one that taught me how to drive. Being the neurotic woman that she is, she's like, stop! Just like every five oh, seconds, yes. like freaking me oh, out. Oh. No, I'm sorry for shouting in the microphone, by the way. It's a little close to me. So let me also add the caveat here. I learned to drive in the um, Memorial Park, which is actually right across the street from where I live now, because I basically live at my old grandfather's house in an extension. So there's a Memorial Park right across the street from us. You know, there's the typical, I don't know how it is for you guys, by the way, but typically for us out in here in Hawaii, there's loops and trails and everything between all the different parts of the Memorial Park. So that's where I learned to drive. There's no stop signs. There is barely any people. And so, again, my mom, being the neurotic woman that she is, screaming at me to stop in the middle of a Memorial Park. And I did learn on an automatic. I've never driven a standard car. I probably would ruin your transmission if I tried. I got a lot of flack. Oh, Sorry, let me also say no, I, I got a lot yeah, of flack for one of my from one of my ex girlfriends, who can drive standard. She's a car girl, and she's like, "How the hell can you not drive a standard car?" And yeah, I, I had no comment. I gotta admit, you say go your transmission go out. I've had my clutch go out. It went out at Red Rocks Amphitheater here in Colorado, and mm. what sucks is it's all uphill trying to get to the parking lot. So I'm lucky I didn't fall and kill somebody. <laughs> it was insane. Oh, it's that was one of the scariest moments of my life. Anyway, 
How about you, Nate? Um, I learned to drive uh, on automatic. I don't know how to drive standard. I just went to like, I had like one of my church friends. They had like, his dad was like a driving instructor. So I just went to him and it was really, really easy. Like there was nothing, no, nothing crazy, no crazy story about driving. For me, it was pretty straightforward. I think for me, the biggest, my biggest fear was always driving on the highway, Mm. was just merging onto the highway. And like, that was to this day, I'm still a little bit nervous about it, but um, I've gotten better. Been driving for quite a long time now. <laughs> right. I don't even want to, yeah. Well, the best part is you can't really practice that unless you really no, doing do it, it yeah. legally and you want to, yeah. you know, risk your life and everybody else's. Because when I actually got to driver's ed, of course, that was the one thing that I didn't or couldn't practice. And that was nerve wracking the first time merging onto oh, yeah. the yeah. interstate in New Orleans yeah. traffic. I have well, to add this onward? as well, since we're talking about something similar in subject today. Nate, the first thing that I think of when you say the highway thing is that bit from The Simpsons with the Chinese lady driver. Is it The Simpsons or is it American Dad or one of those shows? I forget. She's like, I, I think you're thinking of Family Guy. Okay, sorry. Completely. It's a cartoon. <laughs> Obviously, I don't watch a lot of these. But anyway, she's like, <laughs> I, I, I go confused. now. Good luck, everybody. And she then goes, I'm eight lanes with no yeah. traffic. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry to be racist but, yeah. about it, but she was Chinese. Well, anyway, uh, have you guys seen yeah. Onward and that scene when they're merging onto the highway? No. Yeah, yeah that was basically my attempt at trying yeah, to yeah. merge the first time I did it. Yeah. I believe what about it. you, Austin? Would you learn yes. to drive on? And by the way, Austin six going months last... ago. Yeah, exactly. He's the youngest, so he this is fresh <laughs> in his mind. Yeah, since I'm the youngest, my Tesla drives itself, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, I've never driven a standard before. I I just grew up with a bunch of automatic uh, cars and trucks and stuff like that. I was uh, I started driving when I was young, just kind of the wheel just sitting in my dad's lap and everything. Oh, nice. And then um, growing up, we did have driver's ed where you got the little card to pass and you didn't even have to do a driver's test. You could just simply go turn it in and get your license. You just had to wait, <laughs> which is the test itself. And so, <laughs> so wow. yeah, I, I just, I grew up in a bunch of back roads where there were barely any cops. I still don't, I don't ever remember seeing a cop on the back road where I grew up. We lived with our grandparents and I just always drove around there where there were a lot of curves and speed bumps every now and then. And so that's how I learned. It really didn't, it really wasn't much of a struggle for me to learn how to drive. But Nate, I really relate to you. It's driving on the highway and especially crossing the highway. Mm -hmm. Like I left the gym yesterday morning and I approached a stop sign for the first time on a road I've never been. And it required you to cross the the full highway without a light and stuff like that just gives me anxiety. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. You, you don't know driving anxiety until you have to teach somebody else how to drive. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I believe that. I, believe that. I had to do that two years ago. Yeah. I had to oh. teach how, my sister how to is drive. Is McGuire a good driver? Or is um, he a terrible driver? He, how do you know? When I was he's talking, talking about, about. oh, he's talking I thought about wire. No, have you ridden with him? I was the road saying, each other's kids. I had to teach my sister how to drive. Oh, okay, yeah. and okay. she was That's a terrible hard. driver. So, 
Yeah. Ryan can sympathize. He's a, he's a decent driver now, but I mean, when you first start off, I mean, you're talking about starting from scratch and your only existing knowledge is either through video games, <laughs> through an arcade <laughs> simulator, or through, you know, just watching observation of other people driving and you just don't understand. And this was in my school that I teach at parking lot where there was like nobody else around, but I was still panicky 90% of the time that we were doing it. That sounds like the way my mom was with me. It's so, like a... The Bob's Burgers when uh, uh the Tina uh, Tina and then she's like I have a feeling that's going to be my daughter because yeah. my my son can usually take criticism well but when my daughter like faces adversity or something like that sometimes right. she has a tendency to just kind of shut down just shut down so yeah. it's going to be like Tina can it, I, can I, exactly what it's going to be I have to admit I'm jealous that you guys in the South there have driver's ed I think that's something a lot of people could use well, and we didn't have that here. Specifically in like Alabama driver's ed, it's like you're going to learn to drive by going to the Shell Mart and letting me go get a Mountain Dew. It's still <laughs> something. That's the thing. It's still something. It's better so than yeah, nothing I, I had. I went to that Shell Mart very, very well to this day. <laughs> yeah, right now you have to pay. If you want to get your so you get your learner's permit at 15 and then your full driver's license at 16. In order to get the either of those two things, you have to take a driver's ed course that usually costs between four and five hundred dollars mm-hmm. in order to go get your license. So yeah, it's 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 not cheap to go get your license. Serious either. business. By yeah, the way, Manny, Manny yeah. did answer this and he said, "Oh, uh, he did." Yes, his, his what makes him nervous. He learned on a stick shift and he was he's shifting into gears, making sure the car didn't stall. Um, was his uh, uh, yeah. And I can totally relate to that. I think I've done that numerous times when somebody was watching, especially. It's too Sorry, much. Sure. That's yeah. why we just all need Teslas, so it just drives itself. Guys, I'm telling you. It's, it's, it's a the way. It's, a- it's the way of the future. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Manny, for the question. That was a fun one. Um, our next question comes from Vin, uh, Fugly16. Good friend Vin. He was uh, playing Warzone with us last week. Um, so his question is, what show do you guys regret binging during self-quarantine? Or I think in general, any show you regret binging, I think, would be a uh, broaden that up a little bit. Uh, his show was The Leftovers. And I've never heard of this show. And I will probably not watch it based on this uh, <laughs> yeah. based on this answer. I was going to say, you might have taken one for the team on that one. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll go, go for it, I can go first. Yeah, mine's, mine's kind of... Okay, so it was a show that I binged to catch up on um, and then, you know, watched when it finally started going with a new season week to week uh, was uh, Into the Badlands on AMC. So I kind of got tricked. I felt like I got duped because the first season or two of Into the Badlands is really good. I don't know if any of y'all have ever seen it, uh, but it's kind of got that uh, samurai movie vibe, like kind of crouching tiger hidden dragon type of Mm. deal for the first season or two very very unique premise um about uh kind of the united states is kind of post-apocalyptic but instead of like um the typical post-apocalyptic movie that you would see it kind of goes back to almost like feudal japan type of setup and uh, i won't go too into detail on the show but i was really irritated because once i binged the really good seasons and got caught up like the last season or two were just trash, just garbage. It's like they had this general idea of where they wanted to go with the movie and did a really good job of telling a story the first couple of seasons with it. And then when it got time to kind of have a big reveal, like, oh, hey, here's what the secret was without trying to give anything away. And then it was like, okay, now we've got to play this secret out now in reality 
and it just it just didn't work. So I enjoyed the part I binged, but I did not enjoy the follow up to it. So it was like the binge hooked me, and then then I was just like, okay, this is hot trash. <laughs> I should have not have wasted my time, or should have stopped at season two. Don't you love that, <laughs> Austin? Do you have one? I do, I do, and I'm sure everybody can relate to this. Almost everybody, and if you if you can't, you know, lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I immediately knew the answer was going to be Tiger King. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I definitely regretted Tiger King, but it kind of hypnotized you in a way where you're like wanting to see what happens next, but then you get done with it and you're like what did i just watch <laughs> i regret nothing I, I will watch it again i can keep convincing my try to convince my wife to watch it again well, well it's, it's like a train wreck right you just can't turn away right yeah, yeah. I, I i will not watch it again joey you can have my rewatch <laughs> if you'd like yeah what a nice guy sharon so i'll go next um i gotta admit my tv watching is very limited um i don't get to watch a lot for various reasons but um so i'm gonna make this more expansive than just the quarantine Weeds is my answer. Um, you know, season one, season two, even season three were great. And then they just kind of quit caring and it just went downhill for the next four seasons. And when you're trying to binge to catch up with the other people, it just it's disappointing. I'm sure I missed some things, but oh, Weeds was rough. The second half, especially just I still have pain thinking about it. But first three seasons are good. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Next. I haven't, yeah, I, I, I started watching that and I just couldn't get into it. So maybe I don't. Maybe I won't keep watching it. Don't. All right. Anyways, Ryan, I'm gonna take a page out of Clint's book here. I don't watch a lot of television. We've said this time and time again on the podcast. So I'm gonna go outside of this current quarantine period. And my answer is kind of a little different for I mean different reasons as far as regret. I'm gonna say Daredevil on Netflix. And my regret binging it is because I went through the entire first season within the course of like, I think two days, I didn't start watching it immediately when it dropped. And I did not follow up and finish watching everything. So I didn't finish watching Daredevil. I didn't, I think I saw like two episodes of Jessica Jones. I didn't watch any of Luke Cage. And I didn't watch anything of the Defenders. And you know, being the big MCU Marvel fan that I am, even though it's not closely tied into MCU, it's a big regret because I just I didn't dive into it the way that I should have. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, we could almost save this for another podcast because I think you could have a whole podcast on just MCU TV shows um, with Shield and and the ones from from Netflix. But I love Daredevil, and I've I've it heard was, rumors yeah, that it's supposed to be coming back, and I really hope it is. Um, I've even heard rumors that they're going to make a, they're going to incorporate his character into maybe the next Spider-Man movie that he's going to mm-hmm. play Toby, uh, Toby McGuire. Um, <laughs> that, is, that is Inception, Peter, sir. Peter Parker's lawyer in the next movie. I've heard rumors. I don't know how you know true those are. But I don't know I'm, how I feel I'm about that though, because Charlie have. Cox has said publicly that if they are going to integrate the Daredevil character into the next movie or into the MCU in any way, it's not his version of Daredevil. He wouldn't really be I haven't it. seen that. Yeah. I thought I thought I read the contrary. I thought he was interested in he's, bringing he's, the character. No, he's definitely to interested, but from what he's heard so far and he's said oh, this publicly, I see what right? You're saying. So I, I trust what he's yeah. saying is that he's well, not things, been things change though. So. I I'm crossing I, my I, fingers, my hope. toes and then some. Yeah, cuz I like his I like yeah. his take on the character. It's a good version of Daredevil. 
Much I better mean, than the yeah, trash that, that we saw yeah. in the movies before. That and Punisher were my <laughs> two favorite ones. I love Punisher yeah. too. Yeah. Um, keeping in line with uh, the MCU Netflix series of shows that, for me, that I regret watching was definitely Jessica Jones season two and The Defenders. Both of those were just, I could not, it was such a waste of time. Really? I didn't actually finish Jessica Jones season two. Um, it got so bad for me that I just couldn't finish it. I, I couldn't just get couldn't into understand. Jessica Jones at all. And the I first love... season I enjoyed. Um, I yeah. thought it was something, it was, it was pretty different and I enjoyed it. But um, yeah, season two was just, I, oh, it was awful. I would absolutely recommend you not watch that. Um, and Defenders too. I thought Defenders was going to be good because you have like. Yeah, Sigourney um, Weaver was in got, there, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that, got, I like, mean, that was a huge thing when they brought her out at SDCC cast. and they did the announcement. Mm-hmm. I almost should. Wait. No, it wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't SDCC. It was NYCC, I think. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really did enjoy the Defenders. Um, it sucks that it's moving away from Netflix. But hopefully they can kind of reboot the ones that I did enjoy and keep it going. Like Punisher was, I really love the Punisher. Oh yeah. Awesome. Love Daredevil. Yeah. Um, so I hope they, they can keep those going. I, I like Luke Cage. Uh, I think the way that Luke Cage ended was also, um, not my favorite the way the series ended, but I mean, yeah. like we said, we can do the no, whole nother show on that. Let's yeah. let's we'll, we'll wrap that up. Save it now. for another um, podcast. Yeah. Save it for another podcast. <laughs> let's move on to the Ryan subject to of today. Yes. So, anyway, first of all, thank you Austin for the question, today. by the way. Yeah. God, thank no, you for the no, thank you, Vin. No, yes, thank you. <laughs> thanks Vin. for those bad memories, Vin. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for, for the email, bringing Vin. Bringing up these repressed. Don't forget about the email. Did he email us? No. He not not recently. Email? He email us? But he was one of the oh. first to email oh, us. Oh, yeah, he emailed us like, probably like three months ago. We have thanked it. both of the people that have emailed us, <laughs> I think. So, I think there's we're three. Ed, you got to Yeah, there's three. Ed emailed us as well. Anyways. Today, we have Austin on. We want to talk to Austin today about some of his favorite TV shows that were, um, that had a very, I mean, I didn't, I honestly, Wikipedia this person, I didn't know he was involved in so many shows. So a lot of the shows that we really enjoy, uh, like The Simpsons, a few seasons of The Simpsons he was on, uh, he was a huge part of The Office. Uh, he was on uh, King of the Hill. He did Parks and Rec. He also did uh, recent shows like Upload and Space Force. Um, so we're talking about Greg Daniels. Uh, he's a writer. He's a producer. He's a director. He's kind of touched on some of, some of my favorite shows of all time that I've seen. Um, and he's kind of had a, had a big part in a lot of that. So we wanted to bring Austin on today because I mean, we know he's a big Office fan, number one Office fan. Uh, Joey's number two. So, you know, number it's, it's kind of cool. Number two. Kind of cool to have the number one and two office fans. I've on decided on this episode live right here, right now to split it with Joey. So we are <laughs> 0.5 office. <laughs> there we go. There you go. No, I like being, I like Joey being a number two. Let's keep it like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. If you say so. Uh, so, yeah. So we just wanted to kind of just dive into some of the stuff that he's worked on. Some of our favorite episodes of things that, um, on the shows that he's done and just kind of just talk about those shows because we all know, I, I'm pretty sure everyone out there would know something that he's worked on and you, you wouldn't really know until you Googled him because he's not like, he's not 
super credited as like he's not a voice or anything. He's just, you know, he's he's part of it and he helped create some of these amazing things. Yeah, he's not like Seth MacFarlane. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But doing some research on it and seeing some of the, the Simpsons episodes he's done, he was on the show from season five to nine. Um, so this was just after Conan left and reading about it he was kind of sad that he was joining the simpsons that time because he thought that conan was that was like the heyday for the simpsons like he didn't think he could um could add anything more to what conan already did for the simpsons but in my opinion seasons five to nine are probably some of the absolute greatest simpsons episodes i've ever seen um so we've got like some of the episodes that he's part of radioactive men is like easily like top three episodes of the goggles do nothing there's so many quotable (laughs) moments for that one um he's done lisa on ice which is you know shout out hockey you know i I miss hockey i miss shout out mc can i have my baby teeth back (laughs) see clint knows what i'm clint knows what i'm talking about um you did itchy and scratchy land that is still see like there's when i say like it's like some of my top three episodes there's really like top 30 episodes of the simpsons and they're all like number one yeah well, there's like thirty thousand episodes so pick the top 30 is not that big of a deal right. mm, but you're right true. season five season nine I, is i mean I, the simpsons started out like kind of like bob's burgers is today the sense that it was like more realistic but mm-hmm. then they really started to expand the the benefits of animation like season five through nine to be silly but still relatable so i mm-hmm. i 100 agree five through nine are some of the best seasons there there ever were Right, and if you're a Funko Pop collector, you would know Homer in the Moo Moo. We've got that uh, <laughs> yeah, Funko Pop. Yeah. He was uh, the producer on on that episode, so you know, like it all ties back to Funko at some point. So and he's done a lot of the Treehouse of Horrors. You know, there's a lot of Treehouse of Horror pops. He's done a lot of the Treehouse of Horror episodes. Um, I think the most iconic Treehouse of Horror episode was the 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 um, the one he did, the first one where it was uh, when Homer goes into 3D. Um, and at that time that was like, kind of the, it was like, Whoa, this is, you know, back in the, back then it was like, it was like the early nineties, mid nineties. And we were just like, Whoa, computer generated graphics. And, you know, um, it was, it was wild. And seeing that one, I remember seeing that for the first time, I was just blown away that like, this is really cool. You know, seeing this, uh, from an animation to a 3d animation was something really different. And it was such a, just a crazy, wonderful concept. Um, and yeah, he was a part of that, of a part of that episode. So he's done. He's done a lot. I didn't. I, I'm looking in here. I didn't realize he was a writer for Saturday Night Live before that. Yeah, yeah, for quite a yeah. Episodes. yeah 51 yeah. episodes. Here. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's on there. Wow, it's crazy how he made that switch. Which I, I mean, I, I know a lot of writers made that switch from you know animation comedies to you know live action comedies. But you know, you're talking about going from uh, Simpsons to King of the Hill, and then you know The Office, which obviously probably put him on most people's radar uh, as far as the office is, you know, concerned. Uh, but King of the Hill, I did not personally, when we started talking about the idea of doing a Greg Daniels episode, I didn't realize he was that involved with King of the Hill. Uh, I think pretty much the entire series from what I could tell he was involved with. And IMDb, 258 episodes. He was, he was part of. Wow. Yeah. And I know That's Clint's crazy. our, resident king of the hill you know fan but i mean i, I watched my fair share it's kind of like the simpsons like i started watching it you know 
religiously at the beginning and then kind of fell out, you know, as the seasons progressed, um, like a lot of sh shows, you know, they kind of start running out of original ideas and stuff. So you kind of lose interest sometimes. Um, but I enjoyed King of the Hill, uh, what I did watch. Uh, very good writing, very good um, comic appeal to it. So I definitely see that jump from King of the Hill to the office as far as just the, the writing skills and, and what he brought to the table. So Austin, no. what's your what's your favorite office episode? Oh my goodness. That's a hard thing I said about the right? Simpsons. You you have a top thirty, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I feel ashamed for not knowing the exact title of the episode right now because I'm on the spot, but uh, We don't know them either though. So you're not you yeah, can make something up and you could just make something up. We'd be yeah. like, yeah, well, that right. the the CPR fire alarm episode. <laughs> it's a classic. I, mean, I think it's called CPR training, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so is that CPR training? Is that season one? Uh, no, I don't I, I think don't so. so. Season one was the really short season where they only had gotten a few episodes um, listed or green lit, however you say it. Right. Uh, I love all the Dundies episodes. I yeah, love. Okay. Uh, the beach games episode where Andy's in that big, <laughs> yes, <laughs> floating away. Floating. <laughs> oh man, there, there's just too many uh, that are my favorite. The finale, of course, is amazing. I honestly think it couldn't have been any better, and have wrapped up the series any better, other than wanting them to come back again to make another season. But yes, I'd... so so I got Austin. You're gonna. I mean, you might hang up after this. I'm not an office fan. <laughs> well, oh, I've never God, seen. What is the matter with you? Well, I, I can ex I can actually explain it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I good luck. Why I'm not an office fan? Because I work in the office. I you know how many times the company I work for gets mentioned in the office? Like every other episode. Okay. Ah, that's right. <laughs> so you know they talk about paperweight. I know what the hell they're talking about. They talk <laughs> about individual vendors. I know what the hell they're talking that about. That should make it more I interesting was, to you. I was because it pay. makes me think about work. It makes me remember, oh shit, I gotta do this when I go into the office. <laughs> like I worked in a call center for like seven years and I loved watching. There was a call center uh, TV show that did not last very long and I, I loved watching that show because I was like, I can relate to that and made it funnier to me. I, I guess, I mean... It's, well, it's not, if it's somebody like you and you don't actually work um, <laughs> you probably don't have a lot of stuff to relate to it. That's probably why it's not funny. Fair enough. But anyway, <laughs> um, now I want you to know, as I say that I have a number of the seasons I've seen on DVD. So it's not like I didn't watch it. It's, I think it just hit too close to home. Cause I mean, right. I know, a, I, I know, uh, a Michael Scott, I know, I, uh -huh. I know a creed, you know, <laughs> I know these people. <laughs> Nate yeah. is about to unfollow me because I've never seen a single Simpsons episode. Ooh. So, that's because of your age. Though. If you were younger yeah, that's, or older, you might have. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that one we can excuse you for. Well, while we're throwing poo at yeah. everybody, I've never watched an episode of The Office. So. <laughs> oh, no. No. The office? What is the matter with you people? How could you <laughs> not watch, watch a lot an of episode TV. of The Office? I don't okay. know. Oh, so you haven't seen, seen Law and Order, the Office episode that's different. crossover? <laughs> that's different. I started watching Law and Order <laughs> SVU like 11 years ago. I never got right. into watching The Office. Um, but to Joey's point, you know, he, we're talking Greg Daniels today. So he made the suggestion to the three of us, make sure that we catch at least one episode of Upload. So yesterday morning, I turned it on. I had every intention of just watching two episodes. I binged the entire first season great 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 show i know we're gonna get more into it later but yeah 
So that said, I, I have a good feeling if I do watch The Office, I'll probably binge it straight through. Well, it's it's certainly one of those things where you have to tell people, or it's certainly a case where they're like, I couldn't get past the first season type of deal just because they were um, kind of introducing everybody. Mm-hmm. They really didn't pick up on their own like humor, but they've gotten so much more comfortable. And what's so cool about The Office, I guess I'm doing a quick plug. I wish I could get paid for this. But <laughs> The too. Office Ladies podcast that just came out, Oh, yeah, yeah. Jenna Fisher it's... and Angela Kinsey, who plays Pam mm-hmm. and Angela in the show, and they go by episode by episode to describe like the behind the scenes and how each episode was filmed. And they have special guests on. They've had John Krasinski on, Rain Wilson already. But yeah, so every, every episode of the podcast is an episode of The Office. Yes, yes, okay. they're, and they're doing them in order too. So I mean, they got they got material. Is what you're saying? Oh, they do. Um, <laughs> A big selling point for me too is obviously there's there's all of you that are mentioning it, but I know Sully is also a big fan. He talks it up. He's talked about that podcast in specific. So, you know, being in the fact that we are also podcasters and we have friends that listen to us and may take our our thoughts on things as advice on checking something out or even like endorsing something per se. The fact that all of you talk so highly of it makes it more all that much more appealing to somebody like me that's never watched it. So, you know, I probably would end up watching it and enjoying it just based upon all of that. So, Brian, one, one note when you do watch it and anybody else who hasn't watched it is listening. They mentioned it. The first season's short. It's also just it, it, it's not as good. They were introducing characters. They were working out kinks. But they kind of get to the second season and beyond that. And they, they find their stride pretty easily, I think. So you got to give it a chance if you're going to do that. I it was a very yeah, dry humor focused show. Very dry humor. Very I like dry, dry humor. humor. Yeah, like oh, dry it, humor. It, 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 I'm not saying it doesn't have its moments. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm saying it's just not the big fan as everybody else is. That's what I'm trying to get across. And it's kind of like community where it does have some down uh, seasons, like when, especially when Michael leaves. And I think the show itself is trying to find its identity again because even though characters like Jim and Dwight, those two specifically, you know, also are huge parts of that show. Mm-hmm. And of course the Jim Pam relationship, you know, when you, when they lost Michael, I don't know if they even realized how much of that show's identity was going to change that, you know, they brought uh, Will Ferrell on at first, which, you know, I-, I guess they just thought, Oh, we're going to bring on another, you know, good comedian and, and that'll, you know, fix the problem, the hole that's left by Carell leaving. And it just, it was awful. I think the James Spader edition and oh, the, it was Robert California. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lizard King. I am the Lizard King. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I actually enjoyed the dryness of Idris Elba. Like mm-hmm. I enjoy him as an oh, actor. Um, and I enjoyed his take on just being, you know, the, you know, very um, straight laced type of boss. That was he does not so good around. at making you hate him. Yes. He so good. It was like it was like Michael awkward too, but like a different version of that. So it was very awkward some of the stuff that he would do when he would talk to Jim about stuff or talk to Dwight about stuff. But they did it well with him. I think they did well with those two parts of it. And then Nelly at first got on my last nerve um, as a character that was brought in to kind of support mm-hmm. uh, things. But 
uh, eventually she kind of grew on me and I don't know if that was on purpose that they kind of changed her character and her story arc based on maybe negative feedback that they were getting from her first season on there but I eventually enjoyed her and, and her time on there but yeah it was definitely different you know once once he left off the show kind of the same way with community once Dan Harmon left and then Chevy Chase left and then uh, uh, Donald Glover left you know just changes the dynamic That's of the show Glover. Although it's funny you talk about that, I'm thinking of Eric Foreman from that 70s show when they tried to keep that going after uh, Topher Grace Mm -hmm. left and it just Mm -hmm. didn't work. So my question to you guys is, what if somebody else had left? If Michael Scott slash Steve Carell is stuck around, somebody, and this could be a major cast member like Jim or or Dwight, or even a minor character in the sense of like Kevin, Oscar, etc., would have been the same? Would it, would would it, go ahead. If you're talking minor characters, I don't think you miss a, a beat hardly. I mean, I think if, you know, Kevin or Creed or Stanley or something like that is gone, I think I think obviously they bring something to the show, not to take anything away from them or their performance, but I don't think it's nearly impactful. I would mm-hmm. think you would have to move up to somebody like Dwight or Jim mm-hmm. and say, okay, they're, they're off the show now. How much of a hit does it take? I think it takes a sizable hit. I just don't know if it takes the same hit as as michael even okay. and austin may feel differently about it i don't know but that's just how i feel right and it definitely makes you think about the fact of how many like big stars auditioned for the role of dwight and michael i heard that seth rogan actually auditioned for the role of dwight Schrute, and i could not imagine a seth rogan dwight Schrute. he would have been all. okay but we would have missed that on the brilliance of rain wilson right dwight. Yeah. But what I, I agree with joey it wouldn't affect as much as if a minor character like Meredith or Kevin or Creed, but certainly they make some episodes for me, to be honest with you. Sure. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, well, that, that, there's there side right. comments. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But when Joey was talking about Michael, I certainly believe he is like the heart of what the office is. And right. so that's why it took him a little bit to get back on their feet after he did have to leave. Well, and they didn't last much longer after that anyway. Right. right I yeah. mean, there's like, no, no actually, no, it was more than that. I'll have to uh, Google it. Um, but yeah, it was it was the, <laughs> it was a bit more uh, after that. But um, he he like Austin said is is the heart and soul of that you know that right. particular show. So it was sure. it was definitely a big a big change to the dynamic of the show itself. Whenever he you know he left, because it just changes changes everything. You know, changes the dynamic of the the premise of the show, so to speak. When when he leaves, um, I, and I don't know how the the UK version played out because I tried to start watching it, yeah, and I just could not get into it. But I was going to ask you that, I, I, Austin. Have you watched the UK version? I have not. I have tried, and I cannot get into it because it actually has some big stars in it too, like uh, Martin Freeman's in it, and. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think Martin Freeman plays like the gym role. I don't remember their names, but, and then of course uh, the main guy whose name I'm completely blanking on right now, but the guy who did the golden globes and all that jazz. Uh, Ricky so, Gervais. Thank you. Yes. Ricky Gervais is Jim or is uh, Michael Scott essentially. So uh, I was curious. So does, did Greg have anything to do with that or is he just with the English adaptation? Just the English adaptation. Just, okay. He doesn't have to think. Okay. Yeah. And you are right, Clint. He was gone for two seasons. So it was the last I, two I, seasons. I, that I he was, was just guessing. You were, I thought it was more like three or four, but you were right. It, it was two seasons. Well, I mean, it, like you said, though, you lose you lose the pivotal point. You can't keep going. In fact, yeah. I'm surprised they were able to get a whole other two seasons out of it because you're right. Michael Scott was a huge character in the show from what I've seen. I mean, yeah. you know, everything. And so anyway, 
And it's crazy. I didn't. Realize, I was talking about. I didn't realize he was part of King of the Hill. I didn't realize he was part of Parks and Rec. To be perfectly honest with you, right? Uh, that's another show that I kind of started watching and didn't finish. I tried to re-binge it again, and something happened, and I didn't finish. But that's on McGuire and I's list. This uh, after we finish, my name is Earl. Our next up <laughs> is to binge Parks and Rec because I'm. How very far are you on My Name Is Earl? We are, I think we are in season three. We just got to the part where he's uh, in jail, where he went okay. to jail. So you just finished Joy. season two? Okay. Yes. I love I the first right. two seasons are wonderful of that show. Um, that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go on a limb here and say that I actually enjoyed Parks and Rec more than I did The Office. I think a lot of people did. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I like you guys, a lot of you guys. Like you haven't watched a lot of The Office. I waited a very long time to watch The Office. Like I didn't watch it until I think last year was when you I didn't finally wait sat as long as me. Like, okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm finally gonna give in after everyone's talking about it. I'm gonna watch it, and I really liked it. Um, but for me, Parks and Rec was just incredible from beginning to end. Like there was no, I thought, in my opinion, Parks and Rec is like one of the most complete. Um, TV series from beginning to end that I've ever seen. And I, can, I, just, I can agree with that. Yeah. And I unlike the office where I think Steve Carell carried that show a lot of times with supporting cast, kind of that second level would probably be Jim and White. Um, with Parks and Rec for the seasons that I did see, not that they're all on the even playing field, but you have so many characters that bring such a dynamic to that show. You know, Great. from, you know, Ron to Andy, of course, to uh, Leslie Nope. Um, I mean, everybody. Jerry. You could, well, yeah, I mean, Jerry. Shut up, Jerry. You know, just, yeah, you just get crapped on all the time. And it was just like, but when he was on the screen and when there was a bit of comedy that was attributed to him, he delivers and it's just written so well in there that like you remember every performance yeah, um, right. regardless of what how much screen time any of these actors got and i don't mean to like like go all like college literature here but the town <laughs> the town of pawnee was a character itself like oh, the, right. that sounds right. like, like agree. how yes. how much of an airhead the town was in general <laughs> <laughs> it, it it pissed you off every time you watched it, but you loved it. And it well, yeah. Like, yeah, and yeah. you know, like what Austin's talking about. I think when you have a show that the premise is based on, you know, city government, I think the city itself, like you said, does take on that. And I think we're used to probably seeing that in movies and TV shows with the bigger cities, whether it's New York or Los Angeles or Miami or something like that, where that city's always kind of been in the back of our minds and we kind of mm. understand the basic culture of it and mm. the characteristics of it you know Pawnee right. like pff, who knows anything about Pawnee Indiana you know and it's like it kind of brought that to life for us you know Scranton my- becomes on our radar because of the office but I don't think it's got that same appeal as the town itself like what Austin was talking about with uh, Parks and Rec when you, and when you see like these reoccurring characters who complain about like what's going on in the park uh, there there is episodes built around literally a townsperson who wants the book twilight in the time capsule for Pawnee, and he like handcuffs himself to leslie's chair and it's all about him the entire episode and you recognize him because you've seen him in many episodes complaining mm. before so yeah. they can they can bring in a townsperson they're a citizen of Pawnee and like make them the central character as well because they built it up so well. Agreed. 
I will say I thought that show was a little harder to get into at the first, just like The Office was. Like you got to get past season one, yeah, and then it starts getting better. Um, kind of the, the same pit. premise. Talk yeah. about where the pit's like the driving force of like the entire <laughs> first season. <laughs> they start throwing trash down there. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and then what? Wow. Andy eventually starts living in the pit. At yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. living in the pit. Yeah. Back when Chris Pratt was oh. fat, you're like, who is this guy? Yeah. Oh, so it was great man. when they like. When he became Star Lord and he was still working on the show, and he was just like he he came back after an episode, and he was like super cut, and he was like, "Oh, what happened?" He's like, "Oh, I just stopped drinking beer," and <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like it fit perfectly because like the Andy's Wire character is just he's hilarious and he's yeah. just so and, unpredictable. Um, yeah, and just that little quip was just like just absolutely perfect and it just fit the character perfectly so and it, it would be moment. a disservice not to mention little sebastian rest in peace yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys watch the quarantine episode um oh, uh, Park. oh okay yeah so they did a they did a recently they did a just a charity episode where they all jumped on a zoom call it was basically they're in character and they were doing a um a phone chain of just checking in with everybody and uh, it was it was really fun. It was it, they did a good job of um, putting everybody on and, and giving everybody a little bit of time to to relive those characters and stuff. So if you haven't watched, I definitely encourage you to watch that because it was a lot of fun. Nice. I need to watch that and the community table read. Yes, I gotta watch that one's on YouTube, I believe. Um, Joe McHale and Ken Jong have a podcast as well, uh, The Darkest oh. Timeline. So they they started a podcast recently. Um, so definitely check that out. That's it's 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 great for all you community fans out there. Nice. Um, but moving on to something else that Greg Daniels did recently, uh, upload. Yeah, now and I Ryan can was talks. raving about this earlier, <laughs> and yeah. I will agree with Ryan. I'll give Ryan the mic here in a sec. And I loved upload. I really enjoyed yeah. season one. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on upload? Five stars. And I I say that if if you <laughs> if you guys have seen the show, I mean obviously it deals with like digital afterlife. So. Without giving too much away, I'm trying to think how I can explain this. Obviously, so in the trailer, it shows that he is coming to the end of his life, per se. And he his digital consciousness is, or his consciousness is uploaded digitally into like a computer where you can live on. And so part of this is like, in today's day and world, you know, you give like, say, five-star review on Yelp. So he's able to do those types of things. And there is a GIF that I threw up on Twitter. So definitely go take a look at it. And as my hand moves across the screen from left to right, I am giving it five stars. Uh, I don't know really how to describe the show in good detail without giving a lot of the plot away. Do yourself a huge service, though. I mean, in, in today's world, because of everything that's going on with COVID and like, technology evolving and all of that the show is set in 2032 so we'll we'll be generous and we'll say 15 years from now we'll think about how technology has evolved to that point there's self-driving cars in this there's a plethora of technology that would be awesome if we can get to but i, I, I think, again uh... i don't know how to describe this show without giving too much away it's hard <laughs> I, I wouldn't worry about it i would just describe it so my <laughs> My whole take on upload uh, after watching it, which it's I watched it almost when it first came up, because I was like, "Oh, it's a great Daniel show." You know, I want to check this out, and I don't want to take anything away from the show because I do think it was a good show. But my problem, and I think I talked to Nate about this maybe when it first came out, because I think he had seen it at that point too, is it they they feel like they were searching for their identity as a show almost. Like to me, 
the dramatic parts of the show because to me it's very much a comedy and a drama Mm -hmm. uh, mixed together agreed it's not just like a straight comedy like the office was or parks and rec there's very well written dramatic parts very well written dialogue between characters about very meaningful topics um Mm -hmm. love afterlife friendship things like that those parts were done exceptionally well like i would give like what ryan was saying five stars to the dramatic part of the show to me a lot of the comedy felt flat it was almost like they focused so much on the dramatic writing that the comedy kind of took a back seat for them and i don't know it may be the exact opposite maybe they set out to be a comedy and then just realized they had some good dramatic scenes that they could write in but i, I think if they if they don't do a better job next season of balancing out mm-hmm. the dramatic with the comedy i think they are going to find themselves losing fans possibly and i think they need to almost pick one like is it going to be a comedy or is it going to be a drama because i think as a drama it worked really well uh, as a comedy not so much I totally agree. I, I think that sense of balance is really what they need to find, but I did enjoy it. And um, Ryan, you were talking earlier about just trying to describe it in a way that really doesn't give anything away. I really got good place vibes and I got black mirror vibes. Mm, so I yes. would really describe it as the good place meets black mirror just because of the technology and the afterlife. It was very interesting uh, how they used some of that and there are so many topics they cover regarding the afterlife and communicating with the people you know back on earth as well there's so many topics where you have to find that sense of uh, drama and comedy like joey was talking about and And joey to your point about you know maybe the show trying to find its place per se don't you think that kind of ties in with the whole feel of the show itself with nathan and how he's trying to like kind of find a place for himself after after the things that have happened i mean i think you can make that connection now personally but i don't think that that's where they're going like i don't think that they intentionally set up to make oh let's find our identity this first season are we a comedy or a drama that's fair Um, but yeah i see the i see the after connection that you're making and that's definitely relevant uh to it um but here's my thing like if i'm going to compare it to space force because obviously that's the other one it just premiered here this past weekend on netflix i'm about halfway through uh the 10 episodes and i'm really disappointed in it because of the potential um i think they did a much better job with upload with a limited cast i mean you don't have a lot of big names with upload robbie mm-hmm. amell is probably the biggest name on that show um but kudos to and i don't know her name i can look it up here in a second but the actress that plays his uh, uh real life assistant uh in the vr world i guess is oh, the way to describe um, her andy allo oh is that the character uh, yeah. the actress's name the okay yes Nora, i think right? she, Yes, yeah, very, yeah, very great job on her part. Love yes, the relationship bet- between them two. But then if you look at Space Force and you look at you've got Steve Carell, you've got John Malkovich, you've got uh, Jimmy Yang. Is that the character's yes, name? Jimmy Yang. Um, <laughs> and you've got a plethora of other seasoned actors and actresses on that show and it's like what did they do with it you know like i chuckled a few times over the first six episodes that i've seen but it's almost like they tried to make office in in not in space because it doesn't actually take place in space but it's like they tried to make the office and like oh we're gonna do 
uh, this joke that we're making fun of Donald Trump as he said he's going to have a space force. And now we're going to take what could have probably been a funny, like um, a, the funny or die uh, deal that Will Ferrell had for a long time. It almost feels like it was just that or a Saturday Night Live skit that they tried to make into a mm. 10 episode season of Netflix right. is really what this felt like. So I, I, I agree with you and disagree with you. I've, I've, I've actually gotten to see this one. I watched three episodes last night and I definitely got the office feel with Steve Carell's character of being this boss yep. who, uh, you know, kind of kind of he knows his stuff, but he gives himself in trouble kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. But I was actually kind of impressed that they actually made it like kind of relatable, to be honest, because everything I did. I'm, I'm three, three episodes into the 10. So there's stuff I haven't seen yet. But I really like how they actually made it relatable in the sense that they're answering real questions about the yeah. Space Force and justifying it in their did you Did you make it to the episode where he testifies before yes. the budget committee? And I yes. think, and I don't know if that's what you were referring to, that's but I think it, yeah. that's a perfect example of where, yes, it's kind of political where they poke fun at the fact that we need a Space Force. But at the same time, a lot of these topics that come up that are sometimes controversial about what we spend money on, like mm-hmm. talking about what Clint and I are talking about, for those that haven't seen it, they, t- they talk about an orange and how much it costs, like $10,000 to ship this orange up to the International Space Station so this astronaut could have an orange. And I won't go into too many details about it, because again, I don't want to spoil it for people, because it's sure. a very good scene. It's probably one of the best ones that I've seen so far. Um but they did a good job of balancing, like Clint says, and explaining the point of it. But then also making a joke later on, talking about like other <laughs> ostrich leather covered seats in Air Force planes <laughs> and stuff, you know. Yeah. So they still kept it funny at the same time. But like Clint says, they they rationalized probably some of these things that we have a tendency to just see one side of, depending on what our political views are. But still make fun of the fact that we have a space force. Yeah. Joey, let me ask you this. Do you think maybe you have a little bit higher expectation for Space Force given the cast that they have? Because, you know, going back to Upload, I can't speak to fa- Space Force, but yeah. with Upload, there's relatively unknowns. Whereas with Space Force, you have three pretty, what I would call, heavy hitter act- actors in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be like... And I understand perfectly where you're coming from. And yes, I did have high expectations because of the cast that they had made. But it would be like once we got to the first Avengers movie and everybody was brought together and you had this great gotcha. cast of characters, not the actors, but the cast of characters. Thank you for making it relatable to me. Thank let you. Down. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know how you I don't know your personal feelings. And you may have said them before. I don't remember on Ultron how it was as far as one of the Avengers movies. Um, But it would be like if because to me, Ultron is probably my least favorite of the team up movies. And it would be like if that was the first one. It was like you had all this expectation and all this, you know, building up and then all of a sudden it was like oh this is this is it this is yeah. what we without deviating for, too much for from everything today's and conversation yeah without deviating too much from today's conversation i agree that for all the avengers films that age of ultron was probably the ranked the lowest and i did have mm-hmm. higher expectations because of the fact that james spader was involved in it mm-hmm so right. it, it did fall a little subpar for me. I'm not saying it was a bad film by any means, but I guess right. I was it's, expecting it's a little bit it. more from James Spader as a character, and I just didn't get the depth that I was hoping for. But it's still a good movie. 
Well, yeah. About, Go ahead, Austin. Talking about Space Wars, John Malkovich really stood out to me. In Amen. This yes. I yeah. wouldn't disagree with that. It wasn't, it wasn't about Steve Carell to me, really, at all each episode. It was about trying to figure out who John Malkovich's character was, which is what <laughs> his character was. You know, <laughs> he, is, he is insane. <laughs> but I really, yeah. I really agree with Joey. It, I think I went into it with false expectations regarding just Greg Daniels, regarding Steve Carell, that it was going to be related a lot to the humor of The Office and Parks and Rec, maybe. Yeah. But I do see how a lot of that is updated or outdated jokes, touchy subjects, stuff you really can't talk about in The Office and Parks and Rec versus point. today's <laughs> subjects that are uh, picked on and in some sorts. So yeah, let me... And- I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead Joey. No, after you. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I kind of made the reference that it felt like an SNL sketch that was stretched out too far. And I don't know if y'all picked up on this, Austin or Clinton. I don't know if Nate saw any of Space Force yet. I don't think he did. Um, no, not yet. I'm right. kind of hesitant just because, but <laughs> this isn't helping. It, it's <laughs> no. almost like that first episode was written either apart from maybe the writers that did the rest or mm-hmm. maybe a very long time away from mm-hmm. the other nine episodes. Yeah. Because when Austin was talking about the John Malkovich character, it's almost like his character changed from that first episode to the rest of them. Because in the first episode, he seems like he's just going to be some kind of annoying character that's going to get on Steve Carell's nerves, like the way he just invited himself into his office <laughs> and the way he was making decisions on Steve Carell's character's behalf. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm the guy in charge, you know? But then after that, it became more of a, I guess, a a better buddy relationship between the two of them. Like, Mm -hmm. they still did stuff to get on each other's nerves, but it was more symbiotic, and it felt like his character was written differently in the subsequent episodes after episode one. And I didn't know if I was just the only one picking up on that or if y'all kind of picked up on those same vibes, especially with his character in particular. I I think that's legit. I mean, it's a pilot. The pilots are always like that, you know what I mean? They always do the pilot episode there. I know how Amazon. Yeah. I know how Amazon does theirs. They definitely do the whole traditional. Here's one episode. Now mm-hmm. you know, show us what you got. And I didn't know if Netflix did that same thing or if they just, hey, you've got an idea. Well, you've got Steve Carell carrying it. You get ten episodes, and then I, we'll see after that. I don't know. Personally. I don't either, but it feels that way to me. So I know we need to yeah. kind of get this wrapped up, but I will ask you guys. So Joey and and uh, and Austin. As I mentioned, Parks and Rec and The Office took a season to really get into. Do you see that being the case for Space Force? I hope so. <laughs> I, I can see this thing being a wrap because mm. unless they replace some of these people, because Steve Carell, John Makovich, those are two big name people um, that I don't know if they'll come back. I mean, if you look on IMDb, the season, the show itself, I should mm. say, it's got a 6.9 rating on IMDb right now. And that's that's that does not to me bode well for Netflix wanting to pick up a second season. But that did it did just come out this Friday, correct? Right. It's been dropping since it came out. The rating has. Uh, understood. I mean that's yeah. it, it's, it's okay. Right. Well, what I was going to say about that is there's a lot of loose ends in the show that isn't that like aren't cliffhangers. Like needless to say like there are certain plot points in the season that you think is leading up to something. And then all of a sudden, like there's a relationship between two characters that is forming and you see it form throughout the episodes. And it's like they almost just forget it in the finale, not to leave you guessing what happens exactly. But interesting. I'll talk to, I'll talk to you all about it. after. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, no, that's interesting. <laughs> that's okay. 
Interesting. Well, I, I um, like I liked got, what I've seen, so I want to see more. It's got thirty nine percent on Rotten Oof. Tomatoes, which is kind of rough. I mean, I for me, like, I mean, we we could probably spend a whole episode talking about critic ratings and stuff like that, and that really doesn't really bother me <laughs> uh, that it's thirty nine percent. But it does definitely when you see that low number, it definitely makes you put think. something in your mind. Right? Yeah, it it does make you think about it. So um, that's kind of interesting to me. Before we um, move on, I to mean, the I, game. I I still may check it out. Sorry, so we'll no, see. I'll let you finish your thought, Nate. No, go ahead. What's up? I was gonna say before we move on to the game, since we've kind of been like talking down a little bit about the shows here, what I would recommend that people think about in terms of maybe watching any of these shows is, especially with uploads, since it's really fresh in my mind, being that I just binged the entire thing yesterday. One of the core factors behind it is maintaining a good relationship with people without being physically close to them and i feel that it's really important to hit home on that right now because like the five of us for example that are talking today we're not anywhere close in proximity to each other globally but yet we still maintain a close friendship with one another so if there's anything to take away from it especially with the today's day and um day and age really that hit home for me a lot and i would highly recommend you guys watch the show just for that sole reason alone to maintain sure. those positive relationships with your friends and your family. Makes sense. Also, Wild Horse Colorado is not real. <laughs> <laughs> is that where Space Force is? That's where Space Force is. They, they talk, about, the base no, is. They talk yeah. about NORAD, which is real, but there's no. it's not in Wild Horse Colorado. In fact, if there was, <laughs> I might want to go live there. <laughs> anyway, all right. I, I, I think that ties a good bow on everything. So um, unless anybody else has anything to share. No. Then I what time is it? Don't think so. Yeah. It's game time. All right. And silence. All right, Joey, explain, explain the game today. <laughs> so uh, this week's game is called Whose Line Is It Anyway? Where the points are made up and none of y'all matter. No, I don't think that's the way that goes. Um, so I'm going to give you a quote from one of uh, Greg Daniels' shows that we've talked about. Uh, you'll have to buzz in and tell me which show it's from. Uh, if you get it right, you get 10 points. And then you also get to answer two follow-up questions, which have to be answered in succession. So if you can name the show, you then get a chance for another 10 points to name the character that said it. And then for a possible 30 points total for that round, you can name the actor or actress who played that character. Uh, once someone buzzes in, that question and subsequent questions are open to only them. Uh, if they get it wrong, the round is over. Uh, you can't come in and steal the second or third question. Uh, there's 10 rounds total. You will lose 10 points if you get the initial question wrong. Uh, after that, there are no penalties for guessing the second and third question incorrectly on the name of the character or the actor or actress. However, you must answer the previous question in order to move on to the follow up question. Okay. Any questions? All right. Not yet. Here we go. So the first quote, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> I have a guess, but I'm not going to do it. I don't want to lose points to begin with. Okay. Austin has uh, buzzed in first. Go ahead, Austin. Good job. Oh, watch me make a fool of myself. Oh, my goodness. So start with the show. This is from The Office. That is correct. Can you name the character that said it? The character is Michael Scott. That is correct. And can you name the actor that plays Michael Scott? 
Steve Carell. Steve nice. Carell, very good. A 30-point sweep for Austin. So I was he thinking it was Andy over. Dwyer for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I had to say, I always second guess myself. So I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. Well, apparently you shouldn't. <laughs> oh, and there are a couple of questions that are geared just towards Clint. Like maybe this next quote. Why would anyone smoke weed when they could just mow a lawn? <laughs> That's something. Oh, oh I do know that one. Me. I do know that one, actually. That Clint is, has buzzed in. That is... Um, uh, that is from King of the Hill. That's correct. Uh, that is Hank Hill. Correct. Uh, is it Mike Judge is the voice? Mike Judge yes. is the you go. voice actor for Hank Hill. Very good. You'll be whacking in your <laughs> tool shed, Clint. <laughs> Next one. That boy, this, right? This one may, may be for Ryan. So that's why everything here tastes like kettle corn. I'm drawing a blank. Oh. Nate has buzzed in. That is definitely from Upload. That is from Upload. Can you name oh, the character? That's right. Oh, that's right. Crap. Um. Watching you guys both struggle at the same time humors me. No, I, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on who said it. I have an idea of who said it, but I don't remember the character name. Or well, you name. might as well guess. You don't lose yeah, points. Yeah, you can guess it. without penalty, or do, yeah. can you just not remember the name? I just straight up can't remember the name of the of the character. Ryan, do you remember which character it is? Mr. Brown. Yes, it is Nathan Brown, who's played mm. by... Robbie Arnell. Yeah. There Robbie Arnell. Yeah. That's correct. Wow. But you only Tag get team. 10 points because you only yeah. got one. <laughs> All right. Round number four. Boy, have you lost your mind because I'll help you find it. <laughs> wow. Austin's Austin. all over that. Austin's, Austin's all over this one. Uh, that is The Office. Correct. That is Stanley Hudson. Correct. Leslie. Oh, my goodness. The last name. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's, it's good. I'll give it to you. It's Leslie David Baker. Now, most of those guys, their characters are the same as their actual names, right? Like There's Angela. A Creed Bratton is Creed Bratton. Right. Yeah. There's a few. Angela's the same name, but I think I think Phil I think there's three or four that are the same name. But everybody else actually has different names. Interesting. Oscar is the same. Oscar mm. is Oscar Nunez. It's, it's, yeah, it's the last name is different. Yeah. Anyway. Mm, I, I might be running the game. I'm, I'm trying to think of her. That's Kate Flannery. That's Kate Yeah, Flannery. so that one's not the same. All right. Round five. I'm a simple man. I like pretty, dark-haired women and breakfast food. Clint. Mm. That's from Parks and Rec. Correct. That's Ron Swanson. Correct. Played by Offerman. Very good. Okay. So after five rounds, uh, Austin and Clint are both... Who's got the loud drink, by the way? No, okay, are... sorry. I'll mute. Good job, That's Clint. Minus 10 points. That is minus 1,000. <laughs> minus 1,000. <laughs> no, just give it uh, no, give points no. to me. That's fine. Okay. Uh, still Clint, Clint and Austin are tied with 60 points. Nate has 10 points, and Ryan has Ryan points, as usual. So, <laughs> way to Ryan stay on brand, Ryan. Okay. Well, this, this episode score, def- definitely does not favor me, considering that I haven't watched <laughs> Ryan, Ryan two of the shows that we have experts on. Actually, it's true. And In you're the fairness, expert. Though, you... Well, you're the resident expert for Simpsons, Nate, and I don't remember a lot of it either. So I would say yes. Well, for, the, the deck is but you did just watch too. upload, like literally. I, I didn't know, see and it, I completely blanked on that one. But in my defense, I was trying to think that it wasn't upload. I was like, wait, should I know this? 
And then after he said, <laughs> he even like, gave you the clue beforehand. Crap. But anyway, <laughs> I tried. Yeah, he did. Round number six. I'm all jacked up on America right now. Anyone want to hear me recite the Constitution? <laughs> I thought he was going to say I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. I'm like, yeah, that's not the run. I was waiting for that too. <laughs> Clint, hey Chet, that's, uh, that's King of the Hill. Correct. Um, who is the character though? That's what I don't know. Um, I definitely wouldn't know the voice. Right. I. I well, I don't either. I can't but, remember the guy's uh, name. It's wait. I shouldn't say anything. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it. Uh, well, let's take a shot here. Is it? Uh, is it Dale? It is Dale. Griffin. Yeah, okay. that's, the, that's nice. the guy's name. There you go. I don't know the actor that plays him. The actor's name is Johnny Hardwick. Yeah, Hardwick. Wouldn't, okay. Wouldn't have known that yep. one. All right, number seven, and you can buzz in as soon as you know it. I typed your symptoms into the thing up here, and it says you have network connectivity problems. <laughs> Take <laughs> <Good> coming, Nate. <laughs> Nate. Uh, that is from Parks and Rec. Good. And that is Andy Dwyer. Good. <laughs> and it is played by Chris Pratt. Nice. Very good. Okay. Very good. Austin, for the record, A, you can swear on here, and B, one of the bingo squares is the guest swear. So don't hesitate to say <laughs> I'm something besides. not a swearing besides. guy. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Neither don't is be a Sully, bad influence don't, on our guest. Yeah, yeah, don't try to influence. I'm just saying, he, this, we're, we're, this is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, round number eight. Through concentration, I can raise and lower my cholesterol at will. <laughs> Austin. Wow. That is the office. Correct. Dwight Schrute said that. Correct. And he is playing <laughs> by Rain Wilson. Very good. Exactly Very correct. Good. Number nine. Well, what was I supposed to do? Not dance with the dog? Oh, ooh! What was I supposed to do? Not dance with the dog. We didn't lose points, I would guess, but yeah, same. So the correct answer is King of the Hill. Yeah, and it was Bobby Hill, who was yeah. played by <laughs> Pamela Adlon. So kind of like Bart Simpson, played by right. a, a woman. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, here we go. Heading into the last round. Oh, Austin has ninety points. Clint has eighty. Nate has made a bit of a comeback here with 40, and Ryan, still on brand, has Ryan points. Yeah, shut up. So, with the last one, this one's a shout-out to Clint's mom. <laughs> oh, two times. Two times two time. today. Two times. <laughs> I ate a brownie once at a party in college. It was intense. It was kind of indescribable, actually. I felt like I was floating. Turns out there was no pot in the brownie. It was just an insanely good brownie. <laughs> Clint. Oh, <no. laughs> Parks and Rec. Correct. Andy Dwyer. Incorrect. Damn. It was Leslie Nope who was played by mm. Amy Poehler. Damn. So we actually have a tie. Austin Ooh. and Clint each have 90 points. So we're going to. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Two. Before you do that. Okay. I thought I had more than that because I've answered three questions or two questions all the way through. That's right? 60. That's 60. 60. Maybe I'm losing them because I've answered them too. Partially the way through, which would be you, 70 and you, 80. You answered that next one. Oh, the King of the Hill one is the one. Right, I didn't you know got Dale Gribble. Right, that's right. So that's I'm with you now. Rig, no. rig. You're right. You're right. <laughs> there it is. I'm trying to help you win, Austin. Hey, okay. I'm all about fairness here. 
All right. For this one, you have to name me the character that said this quote. Is this okay? – and- sorry. Is this just Austin and I? Yeah, it's just between y'all. It's a tiebreaker. Right. So you just type in the letter T to buzz in for tie. Okay. Two of y'all. Okay. So name the character. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Austin. That's Michael Scott. That is Michael Scott. Very good. Good job. Well done, sir. Our guest, Austin Keel, the Funko Hunko, is the winner with 100 points. Very good, sir. Very good. Yeah. I'll say this sentence so you can mark off a bingo thing. I swear that was the best game I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, guys. Our guests swore on the air. There we I'm go. Tell you, that was. I, yeah. I'm glad he wanted an office question. To be honest, I would have been. It's true. I would have actually felt bad <laughs> if I won on that one. So well done, sir. Well, you both buzzed in like immediately, like one right after the other. So oh close. yeah, it was close. But, so close. for those of you that are listening, you know, we used to do the head tapping thing, but of course, cameras are at certain speeds. It, this chat thing is actually a really effective method to see who's actually first. So I, I, I appreciate Joey innovating and improving the way this game works, and I appreciate the game itself. And it's that way, Clint doesn't give himself a headache by buzzing in by slapping yeah. his head. I got a yeah, concussion once in that game on the recording. Very clearly, smacking your head. Yeah, smacking yourself <laughs> as hard as possible. But just to win. HR coming to us and being like, yeah, Clint's not allowed to <laughs> we- participate in games anymore because he's harming his brain. I just want Clint's mom to call us and be like, what did you do to my son? Quit picking on my boy. Yeah, <laughs> my poor exactly. boy, he's got a concussion. Because you guys and your intense games. Yeah, you're already damaging your brain with your brownies. You don't need to have you waxed yourself. Anyway, Austin, congratulations on a win. With all the office questions, it was not surprising, but still you had to execute. Well done. I I, I can easily say all the office questions because I had them split. There was one upload, three office, three parks and rec, and three king of the hill. Yeah, upload, upload is not a very quotable show yet. It's no, not. No. If you look oh, online, there's actually Simpsons no quotes questions. yet. I was expecting a Simpson question in there. Yeah, I really was. was. But anyway, Joey, good work on the game as always. Yes. Yeah. Great. Thank you. And the guest won, which makes it double good. Yep. And Clint lost, so that makes it triple good. Yes. <laughs> do I get a I, I to multiplier it. for that? Right. Yes. <laughs> sure. Why not? This isn't Scrabble. We should bring... But- we should bring all the guests back at some point and do a trivia game just for our guests. I that think that would be, be kind of oh, fun. That That'd be a fun podcast. Yeah. So we'll, th- we'll, 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 we'll talk about that one offline. Um, but thank you, Joy, for the game as always. It's a lot of fun uh, hearing these, playing these games, even though Ryan got zero points. It's okay, Ryan. Shut your uh, mouth, you Nate. Tried. How Shush many points mouth. did Ryan get? Shush your mouth, uh, Ryan, Clint. Ryan points. Ryan, Ryan points. points. Okay. Shush your mouth. I'm going to mute all of you. <laughs> it's just going to be Austin and I. <laughs> yeah. Well, then let Austin That's be really weird. plug himself one more yeah. time. Oh, is, is it part two of the plug? Yes. Oh, it is. Plug away, yeah. sir. Yeah, just follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore underscore keel, two underscores. And then on Instagram at the Funko Hunko. And it's that's my board name as well for the, the Funko boards. And I am creating a mixer right now for the possibility of a drawing live stream. So oh, we'll see. That. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you have your, your name reserved on that? What'd you say? Do you have your username reserved on Mixer then for that? Yes, it is the Funko Hunko as okay. well on Good. Mixer. And I'm still trying to figure out the kinks, but if you follow the social media accounts or keep up with them, I'll update on that. So. I, I know somebody that can help you with that. His name starts with R and ends in, well, you'll figure it out. 
Okay. Who had zero points in today's game. That's okay. Shut your mouth, Nate. <laughs> but also, Austin's commissions are open. Um, please wow, check out all you. his stuff. Did you, your um, email share that again? Because I know you shared that earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's austinkeel11, K-E-E-L, at gmail.com. Excellent. Cool. Yeah, we'll definitely post that on our Twitter as well just to help you out there and just kind of keep keep you uh, in our socials and stuff as uh, you've done awesome stuff <laughs> for us. And we truly appreciate it. And thank you for being on today. Hope you had a good time. I sure did. Thank you guys for having me. You have me. a sign-off ready. Do I have a sign-off ready? Yeah. You go last. The guest always has last sign-off. Oh, come he's, on. He's panicking. I'm listening to this. You should have known this. <laughs> I wasn't notified of this. Um, <laughs> well, you have like seven seconds to think. Yeah, you, so. you've got a few uh, seconds to uh, think. Yeah, we, we, we can give you a minute. We can give you a minute. Just make yeah, sure. Let's you're talk calling. about something else while he's yeah. while he. I, I, yeah. You know, you can also listen to the dark or darksman wherever you listen to podcasts. We still are checking out. Thing. <laughs> there you go. Still checking out SoundCloud. So if you ever want to leave a comment there, um, at the underscore dorksman on Twitter and Instagram, of course, uh, dorksman at gmail.com You will want to know that for our bingo square contest. Please refer to the beginning of the episode if you'd like to know that again. But we will be talking about it a lot, and we look forward to your creative answers. And what you would like to see with future bingo squares. There are many quotes in the office that I think would make very good sign offs if you want to use one of those, but we could do, you could even just say bye. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was, I was just going to leave it with a uh, corny stay awesome guys and uh, nerds, nerds unite. Wow. That, that works too. There you go. <laughs> that works too. Yeah. Um, what else we got going on this week? We got probably some game streams this week. Yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely talk about that real quick. Friday. Game stream, usually Tuesday yeah. with Clint. Um, typically, it's going to be. Last- a- It'll be have to be Wednesday. I have something else Tuesday this okay. week. Okay. So. Well, Wednesday this Wednesday. week. Um, typically he'll be doing some retro games. We've played Mario Kart with Sully. He's done some Super Mario Brothers. So I'm not sure if you're going to keep it on that same. Tip We're hoping this to week. play some Splatoon this okay. week. So Splatoon. It, for those you don't know Splatoon, it's like the uh, child version of <laughs> Call of Duty in a sense because you're doing <laughs> paintballs and and paint versus uh, actually killing your opponents. So yeah, um, kill them with paint instead of bullets. Just uh, watch our social channels and we'll get our streaming yeah. stuff out we'll, we'll here probably in the next day or so because we have some stuff to talk about as well yeah. offline about what we're going to do and when we're going to do it. Ooh, so just be prepared to see that. Cool. No, it's Austin, not. We talked about it before we started yeah. recording. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Austin, you ready? You got something? Yeah, you'll just um, go last, Austin. So you'll have a second. I thought I, I, thought I already said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you only signed off, then you know the episode was over and Ryan must have stopped recording. So... <laughs> Just say it one last time after the after last us. one of us says our sign-off. And if you want to change it, you can. Okay. All right. And with that, that's my secret. I'm always angry. I declare bankruptcy! <laughs> We're homies. Five stars. Uh, did I stutter? <laughs> well played, sir. Well played, sir.